Good evening, everybody. Happy Monday. This is Rick Del Santo, the professor, if you will, coming at you with the Pro Wrestle Zone. And joining me once again is two time Hall of Famer, the Guardian of Chaos, Big Daddy. What's going on, man? Great to be back, Professor. Uh, here on the PWZ, the Pro Wrestle Zone, we had a great time last week covering AEW Dynamite Survivor Series WWE. So I'm looking forward to tonight, Rick. And once again, thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. A lot of things have happened uh, since the last time you've been on. Um, the legendary actor David Prowse, who played Darth Vader, has passed away, and he has a professional wrestling history. Uh, in the early 60s, he, uh, according to Dave Meltzer, he was a pro wrestler and, uh, you know, and then shifted, even though he never really admitted it, uh, but he shifted into bodybuilding and then got into acting where he ended up playing um, the legendary character of Darth Vader. So a lot of things have happened. You are right about that, Professor, since the last time we were together. Number one, uh, I saw your unboxing uh, with your son. I thought it was fantastic. And now I see you're wearing the Man Scout Jake Manning uh, uh, merchandise. <laughs> I spent a little too much on Man Scout merchandise that week. <laughs> so, well, gotta I'm, go wearing out. The, I'm wearing the Big Daddy merchandise. I, I didn't have to pay for this, uh, Professor. Well, see, you were sponsored. I, I, I'm just trying to help out uh, an indie guy, you know? <laughs> I can't imagine well, he's making too much valuable. out there. You, you yeah. say that every week, and, and I noticed that. Uh, some of your co-hosts yeah. and different shows that you're on, you say that every week, and I believe in that too. Support your indie wrestlers, support your indie companies. Go out there and buy their merchandise. These guys are really, whether they're legends like Tony Atlas or people like uh, the Man Scout, go out there and support yeah. your local independent entrepreneurs, your local uh, independent contractors. And that's a subject maybe we can get into, Professor, about uh SAG getting involved, possibly Andrew Yang, uh, political-wise, yes. and making pro wrestlers join maybe the Actors Union, which I've been pushing for. If you've listened to my shows and my podcasts, I've been pushing for this and talking about this for the last 10 years. I mean, I'm no Jesse Ventura. You're no Hulk Hogan. I get it. Back to the 80s in the union. But this could be something, Professor. That's been a heavy topic since... Probably 1987, 1988, around there. Uh, Jesse Ventura, obviously, you know, he got stooged out by Hogan to Vince back in the day. And that ended up causing legit heat between Jesse and uh, Hogan for decades. So, you know, that is, um, it, it would be a very positive thing. But, you know, Vince, I don't think he, I think it's going to be very hard for him to accept that the, the business has changed. And they, ever since they, especially since they had just dropped out any live events, they are just primarily an entertainment company now, just doing TV tapings only. So it's just a television show at this point. So well, it is I, I very important that they were trending. Will... Yeah. Professor, I, I think that's where we're trending, whether it be, uh, I know you want to talk about the return of the NWA or the we'll MLW Opera Cup, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan. And we could talk about AEW and WWE. I think in even NAWA and Fight TV and the independent wrestling, you see that a lot of these shows, because of the pandemic, are turning into studio empty mm -hmm. arena taping. So I agree with you on that. Yeah, I've been watching um, Northeast Wrestling has started their own uh, studio show online. Um, it it airs on the uh, High Spots streaming network, and I got to tell you, it's a really good show. You guys, you see guys like uh, Richard Holiday, The Haven, uh, The Red Lion, Chris Battle, 
guys like that popping up and they're wrecking ball Ligurski. It's a really good show so far what they're doing. They're they're doing things right to to keep their name out there. And that's what's the important part right now. We've discussed this before. Independent wrestling it took a huge toll with the pandemic over the last nine months. I agree with you, Professor, and, and I'm hoping that when you come in uh, deep here uh, reception-wise, remember, we are 10 to 12 feet below the surface of the earth here in the bowels of Chaos Corner. So I always worry about the connection and the Wi-Fi. Joe Rogan's bunker's got nothing on Chaos Corner, <laughs> Professor. I know we're on PWZ, but I just want to bring that out here uh, about the connection. I agree with, with you wholeheartedly, and you have turned me on to a lot of this, whether it be Fight and the Fight app or Fight TV, or whether mm-hmm. it be High Spots, or whether it be the Independent Wrestling Network. I think it's IWTV, Pay-Per-View, yep. Uh, yep. WWN, all these different streaming sites and networks for pro wrestling, I think is pretty invaluable. And if you're a wrestling fan, even in this industry right now, uh, you can see things on live streams and on YouTube. And, and you know, I'm a big fan of YouTube. So Same here. Uh, yep. I have to agree with you. Yeah. Um, all those apps that you mentioned, all those streaming services, they're invaluable to the, to the industry because they've given people a platform. Uh, you know, back in the day, it wasn't necessarily easy to get television uh, or you'd get television at like a low powered UHF station where you'd get probably, three blocks worth of uh, watchers or something like that. And these guys, you can watch it all over the world with that. And anybody can just be like, Hey, we got a TV show now it's on YouTube. We're airing it on Facebook. Uh, we're airing it on fight. A fight is a huge app and very good. They, ever since they came along, they've been very good for the industry uh, with all the independents. And then they don't only just gear towards independent wrestling, they gear towards M- MMA uh, boxing. Now you saw the Tyson Jones fight. Uh, on there the other night uh, and many other combat sports. And now they're starting to do concerts and uh, extreme sports, such as like dirt bike racing and things like that. So. Uh, you are correct about that. And again, you, you're the one who turned me on to a lot of these different things. And YouTube is invaluable. And, and I want to regress, uh, digress and go back a little bit. Uh, you started off with the, with the passing. And I also want to acknowledge the passing of Bob Ryder from Impact yes. Wrestling. There's another creative guy behind the scenes who was very impactful and in the business for quite some time. I never met Mr. Ryder, but I've read a lot of his work. I'm very familiar with who he is. So my thoughts and condolences out to Bob Ryder's family and the wrestling community in general, Professor. He actually was very influential in the early days of the Internet and the the wrestling industry as far as uh, message boards and, uh, you know, live events and stuff like that and he's he was a very important guy and then he ended up uh i think he was he was involved with one wrestling.com which yes Mike Jeff- that's where i read a lot of his work Bob Ryder. right that's where i actually and i think i've said this before i tried to apply for a job with pro wrestling illustrated back to the 80s when you were pen pals and Stu Sachs and everyone who just retired so yes even until as, as recently as before the pandemic hit, I was still trying to get her a, a, a job writing for, uh, for PWI. It's, it's funny you said that because I've uh, submitted many uh, guest writings and they have yet to publish any of them. So whatever. So, so Professor, <laughs> over the last couple of years, back in the yeah. 80s and 90s, I had, I had a, a bunch of things published with them. Oh, uh, really? Whether it was just letters or op-ed pieces and stuff like that, because I've been a writer for a long time. I like doing uh, uh, opinions and editorials and things like that. And so uh, our thoughts to Bob Ryder and, and, and 
who I want to bring up since we're starting the show off this way on, on PWZ, Jimmy Rave, Ring of Honor, had That's a bad sad. injury to his arm and, and, and his left arm due to wrestling injury and letting it go too long. Yeah. That's what we do in the world of professional wrestling. He had to have his left arm amputated uh, from, from above the elbow, Professor. Yeah, it's very sad that he's forced to retire, but um, from what I understand, he's going to take on a backstage role with CZW, uh, continue there. Um, but it's very sad. Uh, you know, my thoughts are with that guy because that should not happen to anybody. Former NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion, that guy's been around a very long time, uh, you know, about 20-something years. So it's very sad that that's happened to him. Another one that... Uh, this might be the last one that we bring up is uh, Dwayne Gill ended up in ICU. He had a heart attack over the weekend, uh, right be- maybe right before the holiday. Uh, you might remember him from taking on the role of the Gilberg in the <laughs> Attitude Era. Well, Professor, um, it, it, it's, it's, you, you we're on the same wavelength here. It's funny that you should mention that. I've had a chance to work with Gilberg before. Yeah, uh, We've been in many locker rooms. Uh, we tag team together in a special handicap match at one point. Uh, we follow each other on social media. I found out through James Ellsworth's posts. So yeah. uh, I, I know Dwayne personally. We have a, a, a bunch of great photos and videos together that I posted That's on great. my YouTube channel. Uh, a great guy. Was always in pretty decent shape. So the silver lining in all this, uh, and again, I didn't know Jimmy Rave personally, but I know of him. Appears mm-hmm. to be a great guy. The silver lining in all this, Professor, and if I could bring the positive vibes, because that's what I do. Jimmy's going backstage, like you said. He is going to recover from this. He will have a creative role. He's a very positive and spiritual person, Jimmy Rafe. So thoughts and prayers to him. And then also to Dwayne, to Gilberg, if you will. He will recover from this. Uh, I saw a picture on social media of Ellsworth and Gilberg, and and he looked pretty good, and I think he'll bounce back. So, uh, Dwayne, if you're watching, and I know that you are, Dwayne, because you watch everything that I tweet, brother, uh, uh, rest, my friend, uh, and God's that's right um speaking of the national wrestling alliance is returning tomorrow night on youtube six o'clock eastern time nwa will be the name of the show is shockwave uh not nwa shockwave that was uh out of new jersey in the 1990s if you remember that one which i I know you do do. and i think if i remember correctly didn't you have something to do with that company at one point (laughs) that's right uh, they're returning with a new show, and it's going to be associated with the United Wrestling Network, and uh, they're going to be showing matches that have never been aired. I don't know if there's going to be anything brand new recorded or if it was just recorded previously, but it will, um, or things that were recorded during the United Wrestling Network's primetime live featuring NWA wrestlers, but it's definitely going to feature Nick Aldis, Thunder Rosa, Eli Drake, and Aaron Stevens and Camille are all coming back for the new NWA show. So I'm very excited about that because I'm a huge NWA fan. Well, Professor, as am I, uh, not only back to the uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s, and then when they turned it to WCW, but when Billy brought them back and it was the NWA power, uh, I immediately was glued back to studio wrestling and studio wrestling and what Billy's trying to do with the NWA. So I, I hope they do come back, and it's good to see they're coming back on YouTube. We talk about AEW Dark on YouTube. They're getting hundreds of thousands of viewers. They're writing storylines, which lead into AEW Dynamite. They're right. having 10, 12 matches a night on uh, on Tuesday nights. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's, it's something that needs to be covered, Professor. So 
I agree with you about NWA coming back on YouTube. I'm happy about that. And I'm hoping we can cover MLW, Ring of Honor, because they're all coming back. Yeah, MLW has been running, what, about three weeks now on YouTube, uh, Wednesday nights on YouTube. Um, I did not watch last week's. Last week's, I pretty much took the entire week off from wrestling. <laughs> so <laughs> the holiday was coming. Uh, my, my children came and visited. I just didn't have the time. But I, I, I watched most of uh, last week's AEW today. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, one guy that I really think is going to be a huge star there is Adam Page. And I mean huge star. The hangman Adam Page. I love that guy. I think he's just, he's out there, man. So what do you, what do you think of Adam Page? Well, be, before we get on to AEW, because you brought something up and, and, and I want to sure. touch on it because you reminded me of it. And you're talking about MLW coming back. They've been back the last couple of, last couple of weeks. And the reason I say that, because I did happen to catch the last couple of weeks, and they're in the middle of the Opera Cup right now. They're in the first round. And as a matter of fact, a local boy done good, uh, uh, Roma Trains, Mancini Brains, that would be Richard Holiday, won his first round matchup in the MLW Opera Cup. And now, if I'm not mistaken, okay, and and I want to refer back to the timeline. I like to do things organic here, but if you don't have a little bit of notes, we were joking about this uh, (laughs) <laughs> pre pre podcast uh, here on PWZ. Now the interesting thing about MLW and Holiday, because we have a local connection in the Opera Cup, before we get on to AEW, is he now faces the winner of Low Key and Davy Boy on Wednesday night. So that's an interesting thing. That that's the the, the quarterfinals. Uh, Low Key, who I have a personal connection to, and Davy Boy. I Jr., remember. Yep. Uh, Harry Smith. So the winner of that bout on Wednesday faces Holiday in the next round of the Apple Cup. I tell you, if it's low key, I feel bad for Holiday because I've seen that guy throw his kicks. Those are not; uh, <laughs> those are very stiff kicks. He, he, I've seen him uh, knock out Dan Moff a number of years ago. Legit, shoot, uh, just throwing kicks too hard, and I think he ended up giving him a concussion, like uh, at a Ring of Honor show probably twenty years ago or eighteen years ago. But, you know, Loki's one of those guys, like you said, you have a connection to him working probably, what, Northeast Wrestling, I presume? I worked with Loki in the NWA, the NAWA, and Northeast Wrestling, and I believe we worked for a group out of Brooklyn. My thoughts on on Loki, number one, Moff is a beast, and if you could take out Moff, you're one legit Mm -hmm. battle. I also have a personal connection to to Mac and Moff, and we've been able to work together back with Homicide in the days of, of the early and middle 90s. Well, middle 90s. Unbelievable mm-hmm. guys, salt of the earth. I believe, it's my production, uh, Professor, if Loki goes over on Davy Boy, I think Holiday has his hands full, and, and I, I do not think Holiday at this point of his career can handle Loki. With that being said, I believe Holiday can take out Davy Boy if Davy Boy goes over on Loki. Your thoughts? I think that's very good. Um, Loki's been killing it since joining MLW. He came in, he won that title, the MLW championship for a while. Um, he's been killing it. He had a really good series. But, I mean, David Boy, he's still relatively young in the business. You know, I mean, he's been what involved? Uh, probably 10, 15 years. He hasn't been. Uh, man, that's a really good question because David could go over. I mean, it could be a very good match. I think the Davy and Loki match will be very good, but Holiday's in for a match, like a really good match, no matter who he goes up against, to be honest with you. I think, Professor, just my opinion, I think Holiday matches up better with Davy Boy Jr. than he does with the mixed martial arts of, of right. Loki. That's just my I opinion. Th- 
I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think that could be a hell of a match, a main event caliber match, you know, uh, with that, with those two in the ring. Well, and then the, the winner, I mean, I mean, all roads in MLW, in my opinion, in the Opera Cup, lead through filthy Tom Lawler. Okay, I understand that low key's there and, and Holiday has advanced and, and with the match coming up to me, because he's already got a first round by, I believe the road to the Opera Cup goes through Tom Lawler. Your thoughts, Professor? That's very possible. I mean, yes, I think you're right. Is Lawler still a champion there? Am I correct? Uh Jacob Fatu is that's right. That's right. Because I was just going to talk about listen, again, you know that we get our facts up. We watch all kinds of wrestling here. Listen, I get too confused sometimes. There's so much going on in the world. Yeah. The the contra unit. And and listen, unless I miss something, since the pandemic, I believe that Jacob uh, still has the title, if I'm not mistaken. No, I believe you. I believe you're correct because I've only watched one episode since they've come back. So I missed the last two. Yeah, I think that, you know, they if they go, whoever ends up in that match with Tom Lawler, there's going to be another one. But if it's Davy Boy and Tom Lawler, you're just going to see one of those old shoot-style fight matches that's Japanese style. Do you get what I'm saying? Like the older New Japan stuff, the well, older could you UWF stuff. L- Lawler in low-key? Mm-hmm. Damn. That'd be something both men with that's, mixed martial mm-hmm. arts. Uh, yeah, I think I would take Tom Lawler in that. I think that uh, you might be right there, but Loki, like I said, he's a very good striker, you know. So that could be the positive in his department on for him for Loki with those kicks that he's got. Always remember, right now, too, uh, you know, they're in the middle of the Opera Cup, but you cannot count out. Be, you know, there's MLW is going to. Who knows where they're going? Division. Obviously, the Von Erichs mm-hmm. are still the tag team champions. I don't know who's going to come in and challenge the Von Erichs. And, you know, the Contra unit, you have Gotch, you have Quan, you have Joseph Samael, I mean, and Jacob Fatu. Where does the Contra unit go? So even though they're in the middle of the Opera Cup and we're talking Lawler and Davy Boy and Loki, I'm interested to see where MLW goes besides the Opera Cup because they have a lot of talent, uh, uh, Professor. They're bringing in a lot of people. I think, who do they just... Uh... Damn, I think Leo Rush just signed with them for 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 a few appearances. Correct? Did he he's coming in? No, I just saw Leo Rush on a, on a podcast. Now he is was Leo going to Ring of Honor or is he going to MLW? He was in. He made an appearance on the United Wrestling Network's uh, Primetime Live, and I believe that he was making an appearance in MLW. If I'm not mistaken, at least he signed on for at least one or two appearances. I don't know. You know, similar to when uh, Killer Cross came in. Before he got signed to WWE, he just came in for probably two shot deal and then left. So that's what I think is going on with Leo Rush. But I I do remember seeing it on their Facebook page, like probably a month ago, three weeks ago at the most. Well, Leo's going to end up somewhere. He's he's a phenomenal talent. I don't think he knows. I don't think Leo. (laughs) No, there's definitely not. I don't think Leo knows what he wants to do because after he got let go from WWE, he uh, decided that he wanted to retire and focus on his rap career. And then he said, oh, forget that. Then he decided to come back out of retirement and wrestle again. So I don't think he knows exactly what he wants to do. But I mean, the whole pandemic is just fucking with everybody. You know, it's just nobody knows what they want to do with their uh, in their career right now. And it's just like it's, it's harder to find work for these guys, obviously. So because there's no live crowds, there's less shows. 
Uh, it's it's a valid point, but Leo, Leo's a talented guy. I'm sure absolutely this clears up. He'll land on his feet. But I want mm-hmm. to go back to your question because this is this is what I do, Professor. I am the guardian of chaos. We- I do tell it like it is, and I'll say that to say this. I'll tie it up like a little bow, and I'll refer back to your. AEW Hangman page. Oh, that's that'd right. be a nice transition. <laughs> See, Professor, I don't forget we bounce all over the place. Absolutely, chaos. I get it. But we always come back. <laughs> the show's full of chaos, literally right now. But I'm a little disappointed, <laughs> Professor. And uh, where's all the views? Uh, we got less than fifty views on the, on our episode. I, I added up that between the I, thousands of people that you know and the thousands of thousands that the chaos knows. Uh, well, know rock. I promote this shit like crazy. There's going to be a oh, lot of new so changes. Surprised. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of new changes coming up and it's going to be promoted very heavily. I've uh, making some appearances on other podcasts. People that I know have way more followers and I'm going to be promoting this thing a hell of a lot more. And there's going to be a lot of big changes coming here. So, you know, well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking it, it, forward to that. And as I always yeah. say, just like in the wrestling business, whether it's 5,000, 50,000 or five people watching, the show still must go on. But yeah. I'm interested to see, and since we're talking about PWZ, I'm on your show, whose podcast, before we get back onto AEW, we have a lot of notes to go over uh, here. Who have you been on with? And I noticed that you have, whether it be the House of Pain or Barry Horowitz, you have some special guests coming on. Let the fans know because uh, I'm interested, as is the follow- my followers. I have a lot of people following uh, that are watching your show. Well, this Wednesday evening, I will be sitting down with the maestro, a.k.a. Robbie Eagle, a.k.a. Gorgeous George III from WCW, USWA, Smoky Mountain. I actually spoke with him today. To make sure he was still on board. And he said, hell yeah, I didn't forget about you. Now, is that the uh, Stro? Yeah. Papa, Papa Stro. Papa Stro. Papa Stro. We just <laughs> that's talked right. on his podcast a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's awesome. Papa Stro is a great guy, an excellent guy. You'll find him entertaining. Wow. I, I won't miss that one, Professor. Yeah, what me being uh, uh, this Saturday, I'll be sitting down with the House of Pain, as stated. Um, they'll be returning. They're going to be talking to, you know, three-time Paradise Alley Tag Team Champions and... Those guys hold the belts everywhere they go, and they're about Here's to Here's my prediction. Here's my prediction, and I want you to bring it up that when you see the House of Pain and you have them on part two, here's my prediction for the NAWA Jingle Brawl 2020, uh, the Hercules Hernandez Cup for the title, all the stars that are going to be down there for Jingle Brawl. My prediction is the House of Pain will capture, whether it's against Storm uh, Chase Stevens, Storm Daniels, the Slambinos, the Dirty Blondes, whoever it's against, I believe that Nick and Kim Ali are going to capture the North American Wrestling Alliance tag team titles in Daytona Beach. You heard it here and you relay that to the HOP because you know why, Professor? It's their house, their rules. And that is correct. I think you are correct. December 19th, they're coming on to uh, promote the show. Jingle Brawl, December twelfth, next Saturday. We will. I'll be down with Barry Horowitz, WWF, WCW legend Barry Horowitz. Uh, so, oh, and I spoke to former member of the National Wrestling Alliance, uh, Howard Brody, actually, and he's looking to. Yep, he uh, he gave me a yes, and we chatted for a few minutes. We just need to sit down, confirm a date and time, sit down, and and chat. So, he's coming on. 
So, so here's well. the future looking into pro wrestling zone. If I have my little crystal ball here in Chaos Corner, you have the House of Pain tag team yep. champions around the country coming on. You yep. have former WWE alumni and superstar Barry Horowitz coming on. And then you have the legendary, one of the legendary owners of the NWA territories, Howard Brody, all in the wings. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he was very pleasant to to chat with. And I'm really looking forward because I know that guy's been in the business for a very long time. And, you know, uh, was it last year, the year before he was working with his new company that he uh, booted, Ring Warriors, which is actually very good. Didn't get a lot of attention. Yeah. I know the 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 TV tapings were held in Las Vegas at uh, Sam's Town. I know TNA did, or Impact did some tapings at the same building, and actually a lot of companies go to that building and record. So uh, do TV uh, Ring of Honor recorded did some TV tapings in that same building, all within like the same year. So it's a very nice little little uh, venue in Las Vegas. It's very Speaking cool. Speaking of Ring of Honor and Sam's Town. It's a beautiful segue. I know we were talking about Hangman. We still haven't gotten on to AEW, but it's nice to cover Impact and MLW and New Japan and Ring of Honor. So that's a nice segue. Speaking of Ring of Honor, December 18th, their pay-per-view final battle. Uh, If The champions now, I I could run them down. Your current Ring of Honor heavyweight champion is Rush. The Mm -hmm. TV champion is Dragon Lee. The six-man tag team champions are Bandito and the Mexa Squad. The pure champion who just won that, as you well know, Grisham, yep. Grisham. and then of course the tag team champions for Ring of Honor is Jay Lethal, who I have a personal connection with, and Jonathan Grisham. So unbelievable Ring of Honor. And coming up in final battle, Professor EC3 will be there, the Briscoes, Matt Taven, and then Tony Deppin, who's a big Andy star. And then it's just been announced, Mike Bennett will be at Ring of Honor. I saw. I think that he's going to prediction. Uh, I was talking to Dan the Beast. He thinks he's going to end up turning on uh, Matt Taven. <laughs> Those guys were both Northeast uh, standards for a very long time. Right. And, and now, so. believe it or not, and I know that you know this, and I know that mm-hmm. you, your crowd is informed and your co-hosts are informed. Matt Taven, make no mistake about it, especially after all the embroilment with Marty Skrull and the, and the speaking mm-hmm. out movement. Taven is running that locker room. In Ring of Honor. He, and he, yes, he is, is running the locker room in Northeast Wrestling. Him and Brian yep. Anthony. Make no mistake yes. about it. That's, I've actually heard, uh, I know he is with Ring of Honor, but I've also heard the same thing of uh, Northeast not that long ago either through a, a very good source. So Now, before we get... <laughs> <laughs> or kayfabe and AEW, because we talked about this post podcast tonight. Well, actually, yep. tonight is tonight is Monday Night Raw. While we're on the air, I got it on in the Down background. <laughs> and you know the big news coming out of WWE: they're moving to the Trop down in Tampa. They're getting out of the yep. Amway Center. They're going down to the Trop. You know that. Yep. The next big pay per view coming up for them, Professor, if I'm not mistaken, is TLC and tonight's main event. And we yeah. might be able to see it. I believe it's AJ Styles and Keith Lee. The winner will face Drew McIntyre at TLC. Uh, I believe Orton and the Fiend and, and Alexa Bliss will be on uh, tonight. Uh, and I know Jeff Hardy and Elias are in a symphony match. What so the that's fuck what's going is on that? Monday Night Raw. <laughs> 
and this is why and this is why I don't and this is why I don't tune in on Monday nights <laughs> because <laughs> I do have it on the background probably for the first time in months you know uh, it's a real shame because I know we've spoken about this before uh, people think I watch a lot more WWE than I actually do <laughs> That's the other thing. Well, the only I reason I watch it is for journalistic reasons. Uh, uh, yes. We're, we're in the business. We're in the industry. And, and you have to report, if you're going to put out yes. creative content, a little bit of everything. So the fans come back uh, mm-hmm. uh, to what you're saying. Yeah. Listen, I don't like the product. You know I do not like the product. I know you do. Yeah, I know you don't. The, one of the things with that is I usually watch highlights, you know, or I do record it and fast forward through a whole three-hour program. But this Keith Lee and AJ Styles match – you know, those are two. Top That's something guys. I want to see tonight. I'm, Absolutely, I'm and I'm telling you, and I've said this many times in the last two years. Keith Lee, and I know me and you have talked about Keith Lee plenty of times when we've seen you at shows. Keith Lee is one of the top guys in the last couple of years, and he is. I think he's going to be a gigantic star for WWE and a future world champion. Wow. To, I agree tonight. with you, Professor, and, and and I don't want to cut you off here on your own show, and I agree with you, but. Listen, the creative, you already seen. They've changed his entrance song. They've changed his ring gear. Yeah. Vince wants mm-hmm. him to wear a shirt. He thinks he's too big. The quickest way to kill a star from NXT is to bring him up to the main roster. I'd like to think what you're saying is going to happen with Keith Lee. Right. But you've seen any star that's come up from NXT with a buzz. Even go back to Shinsuke Nakamura. Where is he? I mean, I can name a thousand right. guys. Bobby Look Roo, at his career. on and on. Look at his career, seeing that you're saying Nakamura. Look at his career between New Japan, NXT, and then on the main roster in WWE. It's a completely different world. To, to my point of what I'm talking yeah, about. You're absolutely uh, right. Look look at what's happening with Killer Cross. Uh, uh, look, it, 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 you know, bar the injuries. Look at look what happened to Andrade. Look what's happened mm-hmm. to Ricochet. I mean, and this is just off the top of my head of a guy who doesn't even like the product. And let me ask you this question. Because I think SmackDown is the better of the show. Hey, listen, the ratings mm-hmm. show that Raw is drawing one and a half to one point eight million. The ratings are plummeting, but on SmackDown, even during the pandemic, they're still drawing over two million every Friday yeah. night. Do you have any interest? We talked about the Samoan Dynasty and the storyline between the Ultimate Usos, you know, Uso and, and mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. Do you have any interest in this Friday night's Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns match? That this Friday was that last. Oh, that's this Friday coming I up. I believe right? that's this Friday night. Okay, because I know the Kevin Owens event. was Kevin Owens was involved in the main event last week, and I don't remember who was it, it against. Was that against Uso? It was against Uso, I think. I be- listen. The notes can't be wrong here, Professor. Well, wait, <laughs> not wait, here. Let, not let, here. Let, let me not say that. <laughs> not let here. me not say that because you remember Bully Ray said to me at least a couple of times, twenty plus years ago. And listen, I am proud of this fucking compliment. I can't say it enough, Professor. He said to me in the locker room, Big Daddy, he said, come here, man. Let, me, let, me, let me talk to you. He said, I give you eight spots and you fucked up seven of them. Because he did the old Dusty Rhodes, Dipsy Doo, Dunkaroo, grab the crotch, <laughs> hit me with the bionic elbow, and I wasn't supposed to sell I wasn't supposed to bump. He was supposed to pick me up with the body slam, the what's up, the whole nine yards. We talked about this, and I fucked it up. (laughs) That's where the saying comes from. (laughs) Okay, it's supposed to be Kevin Owens and the Roman Reigns at TLC. From what I'm looking for. Okay, 
All right, so yeah. at TLC, so uh, I am correct that it's going to be coming up. I thought it would be on SmackDown, but but TLC. Now, let me ask you another question since you have it on right now. Any yep. interest in what's going to happen between Bray Wyatt, who they have not used correctly, against Randy Orton? Do you really want my honest opinion on I the did, That's why I asked you. I can't stand The Fiend anymore. And I'm going to tell you. Tell me what you don't like creatively about it. Okay, I'll tell you exactly it. When he debuted. Okay, against uh, Seth Rollins, that whole entire feud. And they kept making Seth just look like a sissy who was supposed to be the world champion babyface. And then there was, a, then they put him in the hell in cell. The first match, first off, I don't know why WWE does this. They have matches where the first time the guys meet are in a steel cage. The steel cage was always supposed to be the blow off match. Okay. It makes no sense whatsoever. So the fact that they well, went the in there in a hell in a cell. supposed to be the culmination, Professor, yeah. of the feud. That's where you're supposed to go. Yeah. It's supposed to be. But the two of them wrestled each other in a steel cage. Or the hell in a cell, the first match. The match stunk up the joint. And I thought it caused his character to just lose steam right away. And I couldn't. And I could not grasp onto it after that. I know a lot of people love it. I just, it, it just, in it, in it, and I mean, Seth got booed out of the arena that night so much, in fact, that they didn't even bring him out on Raw the following evening. So, you know, well, and then, for, then they turned Seth heel Rollins, like two weeks yeah. later. Well, go ahead, Professor. I'm sorry. I'm no, and then they turned him heel like two weeks later because they, he just, it wasn't working because he got booed out of the arena. I consider Seth Rollins to be to be an unbelievable athlete, an unbelievable talent. Say, yeah. And he was really being pushed and going places, but he was mm-hmm. never the guy to ever take over for Cena or even take Roman no. Reigns' spot. That's the thing He's is the guy to lead the, the the company. I just don't believe he has that genesis qua, if you will. I think he's a great. He could be a great babyface and even headliner, but he's not the guy. He's not. A Hogan, a Flair, a Steamboat, or uh, uh, a guy that could cross over. He's and, not a Roman Reigns. Right. That's a guy that I couldn't get behind until he turned heel. You know, pushing him as a baby face was pushing him as a baby face was not working, and they kept doing that for about a good five years before they just said, "Fuck it, we need a monster heel, and he's the guy," and it works. It works perfectly. I'm not 100% behind the feud like everybody else is, but I do enjoy some of it. But it, To me, it's the most interesting going in the WWE uh, yeah. right now, the most interesting thing going. So I'll give you that. I mean, I, I, if yeah. I'm going to watch anything live, uh, it, it'll, it'll be the Samoan dynasty and what Roman Reigns is going to do as a heel right now. But most of it, again, I'm not a big fan. I respect everyone. But you make yes, you make valid absolutely. points, uh, uh, Professor, about what's about what's happening and and getting behind Roman Reigns and, and how you couldn't do it, but now you're more into it. Once he turned into creative. a heel, yeah, yeah, because it, and I always thought he worked better as a heel. When the the Shield were heels, I thought that he was good as a heel. I thought he was great in that role. But once they turned him babyface, it just didn't work, and they started pushing him, and it just it just wasn't working. But you know, turning him back heel, it's perfect. And it's more legit and realistic. It seems like it. It's natural. I I agree with that, and and, and it'll be interesting to see when and if the live crowds come back, how they finally react to Roman. But right. that's 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 something that I don't know. 
I mean, they're not going to face or when we're going to get to a professor because it's they're not piping in. Book. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. I mean, they're all piping in crowd noise, and so you know it's not necessarily even realistic booze or or or, or cheers because it's just the piping it well, the, in, the, piping the in booze, piping in. in. Yeah, whether it's professional football or any of these other things, or watching oh, yeah. the, the Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight on Saturday night, which was was semi entertaining, and then to see uh, uh, Nate Robinson get knocked the fuck out by the, by the YouTube guy, <laughs> that, I, I thought that was pretty fucking good. It's been a heavy topic of discussion in this house, I tell you. Uh, I don't know what made that guy think that he was going to fight, but he literally got knocked out within a few seconds. His head came off. <laughs> <laughs> like, that that was hilarious. I will say both Tyson and Jones for being fifty plus were in good shape. Mm-hmm. They went out there and and I I think they they kind of went about eighty or ninety percent. Yeah. Uh, so allegedly Tyson got high and smoked weed before the fight. I They're saw that. Now, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's the case. But he looked pretty good. And for what it was, it was entertainment value. And but it's just it looked so weird with the empty arena, these games, and the right. only thing that's being close, even with the Thunderdome and all the fans in there, it's not the same. And that's why AEW continues to bring me back as a fan because of the atmosphere and, right. and the interaction. It's the closest thing to real during this pandemic. Out of mm-hmm. all the organizations, just seem very weird without gonna... the crowd. Bring uh, a term that you've used several times here, and it's uh, AEW just feels more organic and realistic. Like it's not like they're not pushing for that crowd noise. It's just natural. You know what I mean? They have. It's Florida's the only state that has uh, regulations where people could could attend. Right? It's like thirty percent well, failed or something like that. Correct. It's it's the most it's the most it's the state that that's opened the most around the right. country, along with a few others. It, the, the difference that I see, Professor, this is just coming from my perspective, whether it be Impact and what Ring of Honor is doing and, and, and MLW now and watching the Tyson fight and even sports, AEW has the right connection of whether it be the personalities, the stars, the atmosphere, the TV, the camera angle, the setup, the, the storylines or the psychology, whatever it is, it, it's working, even with the ratings. I don't get me wrong. It's it's a sloppy project, uh, a product in a lot of different ways and mm-hmm. different matches and and the way they're doing things. I don't agree. I'm not a shill. Trust me when I tell you, as I see a whole bunch of people coming across my timeline right now. I just saw the voice of Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling, Matt DeCourt, come across my timeline right now during uh, PWZ <laughs> and also Juliet Miranda and Dave, the producer from Bourbon Soaked Live on YouTube and then her uh, okay. Her, her podcast, I was watching it before we came on tonight. They just came across the timeline. Unbelievable. Uh, they're from New Orleans. A lot of great stories. A couple of pops. Uh, Juliet Miranda, bourbon soaked live. Uh, you might even get a little wood. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have what to check that out. It's your time. You're going to need it for the fireplace. I bet that's awesome. <laughs> Is this a Bluetooth commercial? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. <laughs> <laughs> Back to AEW. <laughs> do you want to go to AEW or do you want to go to Impact? It's up to you too. Um, Impact, you know, I do have something to say about Impact. I read that um, Ethan Page has canceled the rest of his 2020 dates because he, uh, I guess he came in contact with somebody that uh, has COVID. So he is kaput. So I don't know if that's going to affect any um, 
impact, uh, whatchamacallit, TV tapings? If he's going to, no, if no, it is no his intended. I, I did read the same thing that he came into contact yeah. one more date, according to my sources, okay. before the end of the year. Uh, and again, access is on tomorrow night, I believe. You know, listen, Josh Matthews, Don Callis, Matt Stryker. I think it's a pretty good combination of announcers for Impact, believe it or not. They right. have the knockouts tournament tomorrow night. Machine guns against Triple XL. Uh, Ken Shamrock has thrown his two cents in there. You have EY and the monster Joe Doring. Uh, obviously, our girl, Diona Perrazzo. There's a lot of things going on in Impact. Your thoughts, Professor? Impact is a great company. Uh, and they get a they give a lot of guys work when they really need it. Say if they lo- leave one company, Impact definitely helps swoop them up. They're always on top of that. The thing is, and they have great in ring action. It's the in between stuff that drives me crazy. That thing. Well, like I know they you're did... not big on entertainment value, Professor. <laughs> it's. I'd have to say it's lack of entertainment. <laughs> I don't know well, who's writing this I stuff. Say that, you don't like the outside skits. You want to keep it right. Ring. You want to see the action. Pretty and, much. And, I, and I'm split up because I also like the entertainment value. I see the value in it, but I lean more towards you. And speaking of impact, there's going to be two men that are on tomorrow night that both competed in the ring at Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling. A very interesting matchup tomorrow night on Impact as the dashing Chris Bay takes on the chocolate juggalo Willie Mack. Willie Mack was there before? Willie Mack wrestled for Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling. Ah, oh, man, I'm sorry I missed that one. Shane Swerve Strickland and he Ricky would... Reyes all in the same bout. Was this with the show... Uh... The combination this the, this, with the Evolve? This was the benefit show. No, this was not the Evolve oh, show. Uh, no. Dar- that Darby Allen and Keith Lee and everybody else worked on with Paradise Alley. Right. This, is, this, is, this was a, a different show. Uh, this was the autism fiasco where the guy ran out the money. Sabu was there that You guys night. are. Uh, they were all over the news. Yeah, they were all over the news for that. that I was remember. That night, Willie Mack, yeah. James Strickland, uh, Eva Lise, uh, Ricky Reyes, uh, Sabu. What a lineup. A holiday. Matias, the HOP. What a lineup that was at the the most dangerous arena in the Northeast, the Anthony DeLungo Memorial Hockey Rink, to where if you're not wearing a helmet, you're going to get hit in the head with a fucking hockey puck. <laughs> I believe I was there for a couple shows towards the end before they stopped running there. Um, man, I'm sorry I missed that show. That must have been right before I started going to shows again, like full time, because uh, and, and it's like a small New Haven Coliseum, the hockey rink there, yeah, uh, uh, on the shoreline. And let me tell you something: it was jammed to capacity, Professor. Perhaps that's amazing. That's amazing. Next to the casino show at Mohegan Sun, probably the biggest mm-hmm. crowd Paradise Alley has drawn. Wow. Um, speaking of that, uh, Chris Bay, he, I was at the show that he was at at the, uh, at the school, at the, the he performance was at center. Of all things, yeah. Friday Night Alley yeah. And the funny thing is, about that, I had, he was on a WWE TV the, pro, the week prior. And I turn around, and he's just sitting behind me. And I was like, holy shit. I said, you were on my TV last week. He goes, yeah, I'm on TV again tonight. I got my impact uh, tryout was happening the following week. So... But he and he ended up signing with Impact. That guy is a great. That guy is phenomenal. Listen, Willie Mack really is, is one good. of the best. He was great in Lucha Underground. And another connection yeah. Impact that's going to be on tomorrow night, who also appeared in the Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling Ring, as you well know, and that would be the tag team of Triple XL, Big AC Romero, 
also was in the Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling ring, and now tomorrow night we'll be going up against the Motor City Machine Guns with his buddy there, uh, Larry Land, Larry Legend. Larry D. Big. Larry D. Larry D. Are they still calling him Larry D.? I, I believe so. Look, look at the yeah. roster, and and you cover it with with uh, the DVD freak and JJ Sins and and the Beast. You cover a lot of in, impact. I mean, Falaba, Davari, Sammy Callahan, yeah. Ace Austin, Eddie Edwards. They just added the Sea Stars. We know they have Taya Valkyrie, Tasha Steeles, Kiera Hogan. I mean, look at what Joe Doring has done. He reminds mm-hmm. me of Walter from NXT UK. Right. Yeah. Well, that guy's awesome too. That guy's another great guy. That he, um, the thing is, he doesn't he doesn't work in the states often because he doesn't want to travel. That's why he's staying in the UK. Why well, he signed the UK? Well, he refused to him over here, Professor. I th- I think that they they would ruin his gimmick. But absolutely, I like Walter, and also tomorrow night. Jazz and Jordan Grace. Now we're all Jordan Grace fans. I have a personal connection to Jazz. We mm-hmm. worked several shows together. She's competing. It's great to see Jazz back. One of the first ladies of wrestling, a true legend in this business. I've actually been uh I'll let it out, I guess. Been speaking with someone and uh that was booking her for a little while. She was working with uh was it Southwest? Uh, SWE, Southwest Wrestling uh, Entertainment. Yeah. Well, I've been speaking to them and they were booking her dates and she's supposed to, uh, she's supposed to be coming here. So I'm making an appearance here. That would be unbelievable, Professor. Yeah. I've been going back and an amazing lady. Yeah. I've been going back and forth with them for a little while, trying to work out the dates and stuff like that. So, and that's another organization that people need to check out. Uh, You know, James Beard, a former world class. Referee, uh, Len Denton, who was the grappler, uh, and, uh, and then you know, and then they bring in the legends like Teddy Long was there, Road Warrior Animal before he passed was working in there. Uh, you know, they just have it there. If you watch a modern NWA, it's like a compendium to that. You know, they bring in guys like Tim Storm, and it's just kind of connected, but actually connected. It's just you know, compared to the TV tapings are. In bigger buildings, it looks like it's like watching NWA worldwide as opposed to the studio shows that they did. It's very good and entertaining if you're into old school territory style professional wrestling. It's really well, which awesome. Which I am. And again, a much Me needed too. viable alternative. And yes. again, we'll get on to AEW. Uh, we just put it on the back burner because, <laughs> because you know why? Because it's the hottest topic right now. But right. Uh, another thing I would like to bring up, because we talked about a pre-podcast, and I have a history date you're going to be interested in. I'd like sure. to get into the World Tag League that's going on over at Korokone Hall for, in Tokyo for New Japan Pro Wrestling and all the different stars that are tagging over there and the talent over there for New Japan and that World Tag League has been unbelievable. And Have you been following any of New Japan? Um, I've been watching their Friday night shows out of L.A. Not necessarily. Unfortunately, um, I'm backed up. <laughs> I have the app. Oh, wait, 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 I'm wait, subscribed. I just need to get on top of it. for that, or <laughs> or maybe maybe your wife can give you a suppository. Oh, I, I'm not. No, no, exit only. Issue with the plumbing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get on top of it because it's like, like I said, I've been so busy the last couple of weeks, and there's so much product out there. It's impossible to keep up well, on everything. Too. Yeah, All and then the holidays. Yes. So. You know, I, I I've got a lot. I got a lot sitting on my computer that I have to catch up with. You know, work, um, wrestling related stuff. So a lot of a lot of stuff people sent me shows to watch and stuff. And Japan is getting really hot again. 
New Japan is getting hot. The Dragon Gate is putting on killer shows. Yes. Noah just did a, a show for Fight, which um, I watched part of it. I, never, I haven't finished it yet. Um, All Japan is running on the regular again. So Japan is is get, it's getting to be hot again like it was in the 90s. Well, so. you know, I have a lot of fans over in Japan, and I just want to say to everyone over there in the pack ram and all my Japanese fans, Konnichiwa, listen to the talent. And I know that you, since you're watching that on Friday nights, the guys over there that I follow, like, listen, I love Evil. I think his character is unbelievable. He was the champion at one time, Evil. They also have Tama mm-hmm. Tonga, Tonga Loa, yeah. Yeah. Juice Robinson, David Finley, Zack Sabre, Jeff Cobb, Yuji Nagata. Now, you know, I'm a, you know I'm a huge Jeff Cobb. You know I'm a huge Jeff Cobb fan. Like, well, that guy. Yeah. I'm surprised that guy has not gone on a national level in the united states well it's funny that you say that professor what's good can somebody help me what camera angle am i looking into can somebody (laughs) help me here okay jeff cobb was briefly if you remember correctly in Mm -hmm. aew right prior to the japan and and if i'm Mm -hmm. not mistaken i think cobb is I'm not sure. I think he's tagging with Nagata, but the, the points leaders for the World Cup right now are Ishii and Yano. I don't know who's going to end up being the champions, but as you said, Professor, New Japan and Japan wrestling in general has always been a hotbed. I've been enthralled yeah. with that culture all the way back to Fuji Saido, Teru Tanaka, and one of the first gentlemen I met back in the 70s was uh, Tor Kamada. So, wow, really wow. go back a long ways. And I'm, I've always been fascinated by the guy jeans. And, and I listened to Del Wilkes on his podcast. So he was big in all Japan. So I find yeah. it great. They gave a lot of work to wrestlers from the United States. So it was in, in, in all Japan. So, um, yeah, I just got to, you know, I know back to Jeff Cobb. I know he had, you know, worked Ring of Honor for a long time. And then his contract expired. And he just decided to stick with uh, New Japan and work. And then he popped up in AEW. What happened to that? As far as he made two appearances, I, I'm not I don't sure. know. He came yeah, out as part of the bodyguard. It was right before the pandemic. He made the appearance like as like a kind of like the hitman for uh, the inner circle for like one appearance. And I think he might have wrestled one match after that. Then he's gone. The pandemic hit, and everybody's just. Yeah. So I know I have seen him in New Japan on the New Japan Strong. That's the out of the LA dojo, and. I don't know if you've watched that at all. Uh, I usually do a Tuesday night review no, I, I every week. I caught up on that, Professor. Dude, I am telling you, that is a great show. Uh, was it Fred Rosser, who was there and young in the WWE, is working there? Uh, that dude, completely, he's, he's really great in there. A completely different style. Uh, another guy that's been popping up on AEW Dark quite a bit lately and in primetime live, uh, Danny Limelight Rivera is popping up there every every week or every other week. That kid's got a bright future ahead of him. You know. And, uh, and we'll, we'll, get, we'll get on to AEW. Absolutely. We, we will. But I just wanted to bring up New Japan because of, listen, the mainstream of that are over there that have flourished. They, again, Zack Sabre, David Finley, Juice Robinson, Jeff Cobb. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan uh, of the Bullet Club over there. Uh, Tamatanga, mm-hmm. Tangaloa, I'm big fans of those guys. Legit badasses. But again, New Japan is a product fan, as the professor says. If you're not watching it, I don't know what the hell you're doing. And I got a bit of history that I want to bring to PWZ tonight. Please do, yeah. 28 years ago to the day, Professor, 1991, 
Madison Square Garden for a house show. It probably should have taken place at WrestleMania 8. Hulk, uh, uh, Vince, uh, Vince McMahon, that when he was the announcer, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Hogan versus Flair. When Flair came out with the replica NWA title, they wouldn't acknowledge it. They blurred mm-hmm. it out uh, yep. per the, the paper president, the gimmick of Jack Tunney, the president. But I watched that video today because it was pertinent to your show and for history. Your thoughts and what you remember from that house show in 91, and it probably should have been on WrestleMania, Flair and Hogan. That's something that people had been talking about since probably 1985 as a match. And then they kind of blew it off. Uh, for some reason, they did a couple house shows, and that actually aired on the MSG Network, correct? I, did that you match? Are, I believe so. I believe you are yeah. correct. Yeah, and that's probably the only television. So that was basically uh, relegated to the Northeast, New York, New Jersey, and maybe Connecticut, because we got the MSG Network in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. So not many. And of so, course, you know. W-O-R. Yeah, and we did so, get the MSG network, and then of course they cover it on all the local news stations. I, I miss right. that when they used to go back to Warner Wolf and uh, you know uh, right, right. go to the videotape. So one thing that I got to say about that is that it is that is a match that was should have taken place at WrestleMania. It could have been the biggest match of the decade. If promoted properly. Now, my Vince... right, professor was that is ninety one WrestleMania eight. Well, my off on that, listen, listen, I'm a lot older than you. Uh, I, I know all the history, you know. I'd have to sit here and, you know, I'd have to sit here and count it. I think you comment in your section. Help the people to comment. Yeah, please comment if anybody does know that. It might be, you might be correct on that. But they, um, apparently Vince was just not happy with the way the react it reacted. The crowd reacted and it didn't, um, I guess, live but, I mean, he didn't test it. He, I mean, I think Madison Square Garden, you know that that was the place where Vince always tested gimmicks out or tested stuff. Because if it didn't get over in New York, then he said, fuck it. I'm not doing it. So, I don't know if it was like a bad reaction that night. Because I don't, I don't really recall. That's 28 years ago. I didn't. I, you watched it today. How was the crowd reaction to that match? First off, the, the crowd reaction for Hogan was tremendous. When Flair came out, it wasn't bad, too. I mean, again, the historical value of it was because it was Hogan and Flair yeah. in the garden on a house show when it probably should have taken place at WrestleMania. And from right. all the years of the NWA versus WWF and the, and the super matches, or whether it be Backlund and Inoki and different guys of Harley racing, different people. Harley and Backlund. And, yeah. Jerry King Lawler and Von Eric, all the different people right. that defended interpromotional titles. So I think that was the significance and then it being blurred out. And I believe that's one of Flair's first appearances. And the crowd, listen, 20,000, 22,000 is a sold out show back then. So yeah. to watch it, it actually gave me a little bit of chills. You know, that's when Hogan was Hogan. That's when wrestling was still pro wrestling. And speaking of that, Professor. Your thoughts on the whole, because it's coming across my timeline as we talk, and it has the last couple of days, and I know that you're into this, uh, the manager of uh, China and the whole Hall of Fame incident with her and Vince, and Vince saying, hey, if you don't pose in Playboy, I'll put you in the Hall of Fame, and then her untimely death and how much she was beloved, and, and now they're t- coming out with a documentary, and I hear Dark Side of the Ring has passed on it because it was so emotional. Your thoughts on, on China, a true legend uh, in the business? 
I heard there was another reason why that it was getting pulled from Dark well, Side of the tell Ring. Us, we're all fucking waiting. <laughs> I'm trying to remember exactly. I think it had something to do with the management. Not necessarily. I, I think it had something to do with money, to be honest with you. And then them just pulling it, which would make sense. But honestly, that's a documentary that should be made and it should air, especially with Dark Side of the Ring, because those guys do tremendous work. They really do. The well, two they seasons that they paint it in a pretty good way, they tell an unbelievable story. Right, You're right. They absolutely do. They got really great guys that, and they always high seem to hire or interview the correct people. You know what I mean? It's not just some guy that's like out there looking for money. It's somebody that's actually connected. Somebody pertinent the, to the story. So right, I, I agree that with could you, be that I could also be. Your, a, I wanted your thoughts on that because it's it's very could, controversial right now. That could be a WWE stoppage. As many years as WWE did not want to do anything with her, they're the ones that pretty much got her into Playboy. Because WWE, you know, at that time period, was she in there twice or was it Sable that was in there twice? Uh, Sable One was of, in there uh, as as was um, the, the China. other beautiful blonde. China was also in there. Sable was in there. Christy Hemi was in there. Right. Uh, the other blonde that was long before Barbie Blank, uh, Tori Wilson was in there with Sable, okay. who I'm thinking of. Uh, they, used to, they even had a couple of WCW Nitro girls in there at one time. So you're right. It was very passe and very chic and in right. vogue, I guess you can say, for, for I don't stars think Vince, to be in there. I don't think Vince would do something like that today because he wants his product to be PG. He wants the advertisers in there. I don't even know if I'm getting off the subject. I, I don't even think well, I'm on the right subject. I know. I get confused and then start talking about something different. Well, well, but well, Professor, yeah. I'm as confused as a baby at Hooters. <laughs> think how confusing that is. So they end up, uh, you know, I think that it. they might want to make it because they, do they own her name? The China name? I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure they do. And listen, China yeah. right now is. It's a sore subject politically and in the world. Fuck China. How about that? And I don't mean Joni Laura. Or though, back then, I I probably would have. No disrespect. It's quite the looker. I'm just saying. Yeah. I know. You know. We're yeah. going to go off, off topic here. Maybe we can get on to the <laughs> For a change. You wanted to, to, to cover first. Well, what was that? The floor is yours. What was it that I wanted to cover? Because I'm all over the place anyways. AEW. Basically, I think I covered everything pretty much. I was just talking about well, Adam the Page. The war is you know? here, Professor. Yeah. The war is here leading into the Road to Winter, which debuted tonight on YouTube. I will watch AEW Road to Winter. And and listen, the war is here, as Moxley said. Rick, you touched on some of this, Professor. Coming up this, you know, just in a couple of days, Moxley and Omega in the main event. That's Your on. I, I can't believe it's on, going to be on regular TV. Free fucking television. They're putting. They're giving that match away for. I can't believe it. I honestly can't believe they're giving that match away for free. I mean, that's enough stuff. <sighs> Moxley versus Omega. You could put that on for the whole two-hour show, and and mm-hmm. I would be interested in that. And it's also interesting tag team match. And I, and then I want to hear as a historian. Your breakdown, Willie Hobbs is teaming up with Cody Rhodes. I'm sorry, Willie Hobbs and Ricky Starks, Team Taz, going against Cody and Darby, which I find to be an odd tag team. I like what they're doing with Team Taz. Uh, Hobbs is raw and green. Starks mm-hmm. is, is, is the same way. So I like the concept. Also, Starks? Y2J, 
Les Champions, so to speak, uh, uh, from the inner circle. He will be going against Kazarian tomorrow night. There'll be a lot of people. I, I think Lance Archer and Eddie Kingston. I'm not sure. Your thoughts? What do you, your opinion is going to happen in that world title match? The Mox and Omega. Do you think it's Omega's time to actually step up and be? You don't think so? I want to know who who's going to uncrown Moxley. It's been almost a year, right, since he's had that belt now? I personally don't think they should take it off Mox right now. They have a they have a lot of momentum going. They just yeah. are trying to change Omega over to his cleaner, cleaner. gimmick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just starting to build momentum. I could see Moxley feuding with a whole bunch of other guys, whether it be against uh, Lance Archer or, or Cage or, or other guys that he can go up against long before that he can go up and he may have already long before he can lose the title to Omega. Then you're transitioning your titles too quickly, with the exception of the heavyweight title. That's always been opinion. a problem. That's always been a problem for me when they're transitioning too quickly. I think... Omega's not going to get it just yet. I think he will get that belt at some point. His character, yeah, I think it's he hasn't. Do you realize that his popularity is not as great here in the United States as it was in Japan? It's not delivering the same way. So he's. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by that. It's a different culture. Different culture. I'm sorry. Omega doesn't really resonate here yet, Professor. I agree with that. He doesn't resonate with, and there's no Mm -hmm. live crowd. Right. I mean, even before. I mean, but the people that do attend AEW shows are guys that know who Omega is. You get what I'm saying? From Japan. It's another thing. It's like Jericho's character in Japan during this time is a different character. Two different crowds. You know what I mean? He'd go out there in Japan wearing the makeup and coming out. He comes here. He's a different character. He's uh, Le Champion. Question. Yeah. The whole MJF Wardlow joining the inner circle and the whole hangover parody. A lot of people didn't like it. I know you didn't like it. You know, I didn't. Am I entertaining? You got to remember when I say that, whether it was the Frank Sinatra vaudeville thing, whether it's the hangover parody, whether it's been cinematic matches, whether it's back to prime time and Tuesday night Titans. I like the entertainment value of it that way. That mm-hmm. it's not what draws me in, but that's what brings me back to the day. There was always an entertainment value to it. And to me, yeah. it has a place in there for entertainment value. It's generic, like Ring of Honor, which is, you notice, has been changing it up. That's just my own personal standpoint. But I, I agree with what you're saying. And to my point, since they've joined, is there a little luster taken off Jericho and now you have him against no disrespect to him because he's qualified and well-versed, but mm-hmm. Kazarian, where are we going with Le Champion? Kazarian's one of those guys that was always around. You know what I mean? Like always definitely. Daniels. Yeah. He was not one of those guys that would get off, get over, excuse me, on a national level, on a national level or reach superstar status. He was just one of those career mid-carder type guys. No offense to the guy because he's more than capable of carrying on a good 30-minute match against a very competent opponent. What was the question again? <laughs> we were talking about where Jericho Oh, where Jericho. And, and now how he went from being in main events yeah. and, and going back and forth Jericho, with MJF to now Frankie Kazarian. Jericho, I, was the luster taken out of the... 
inner circle. Uh, off of Jericho, yeah. basically. Off of Jericho. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's true, but I also think that Jericho is at that point in his career. And I've discussed this with uh, Dan and uh, DVD Freak on the show before that Jericho's at the point in his career, he doesn't care what he does anymore. Well, he's because there to he's, give the rub. Exactly. I, under, I, I exactly. understand that. He put over Orange Cassidy, of all people. Made him into a star. Right. Did I agree with it? Not necessarily. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you, I did not like him at first, but he grew on me a little bit. And then I found out a lot about his history. Now I found out a lot about his history, working with Chikara and being a fire ant in the, in, in the colony. And I'm not sure you... I think you probably yes. worked with some of these guys. I've worked I'm, with uh, Mike Quack and Bush. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Times. So I, I feel like, you know, he, when he would, uh, Quack or the guy would bring in Quack and Bush and the colony for the Wrestle Jam events and stuff like that. So I would, I had no idea that that was Orange Cast. Obviously, back then I didn't because he wasn't in existence then, but I find it kind of funny. So it's just like then once I found that out, I kind of just gave him a lot more leniency. You know, because I was like, oh, I know that he knows how to wrestle. You know, well, and he's not some jerk off. What what brought my attention to Orange Cassidy, besides his background with Chikara, and that, knowing he was in the business for a little while, what really started to sell me on him was the live crowd reaction. The reactions, yes. The pop that this guy would get. And I'll never forget when he tried the gimmick on Pac. That's yeah. what really me on Orange Cassidy. He did the kick to kick and there's Pac, he's a beast he's incredible shape that started right. selling me on orange cassidy and then when i saw orange against cody rhodes and then doing the crazy insane drops that he does and i started to appreciate him more although that's not my type of wrestling it's not I my style either right. much more it's not my style either yeah absolutely you know i watched him in the indies for a bit uh with that character in uh beyond and a couple other shows and i was like it just didn't resonate until i started seeing him work uh with the bigger crowds in aew then i i was just like you know maybe he wasn't that bad especially when i saw him working with cody or jericho and uh i guess jericho's at the point he doesn't care anymore he's uh, there to help give the rub, put people over. And I think the whole MJF Wardlow joining in the inner circle, I think at some point Wardlow is going to end up turning baby face. That's just, I, I seen that coming for a very long time. He's going to be a big star. I'm a big fan of. Wardlow. I, I think he's I like got the Wardlow's size. I, I, I yeah. like everything about Wardlow. He's got the size. He's got the look. Um, I think it's just going to eventually happen. He's going to turn on MJF. Whatever happens to MJF in the inner circle, I have no idea. I, he, he can't be part of the inner circle forever because it's just isn't, you know, it, 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 he was in there because of a stipulation. They're going to right. that, they're gonna have to break that up sooner or later. It's going to be difficult on how to get him out of there. That's the thing because it's just, it's, it, he's in there because of a stipulation, basically. I'm going to put you so. on the spot. Oh no! On the spot, Professor. Yeah. Omega or Mox Wednesday night. I'm gonna have to go with Mox. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to go with Moxley because I just think it makes more sense. Like I said, I don't think it's um, I don't think Omega is necessarily ready, and he isn't completely over in the United States like he was in Japan. I'm gonna agree with you there, per our conversation. I don't, it's not going to be a clean victory tomorrow night. No. no. First off, 
since I've been on Pro Wrestle Zone, uh, a couple guest episodes and the things that we've talked in person that shows, I seem to be, and this is pro wrestling, I seem to be wrong on every prediction that I make. Uh, so, you know, I think, I don't think it's going to be a clean win. That's very possible. It's very possible. I don't think I'm ever right anymore either because it makes me feel like I might be out of touch. <laughs> Maybe I'm just not one of these young kids that follows it. Yeah, the way they follow it, they follow it differently. You know what I mean? Like these, yeah, these, the, the IWC nerds, forty demographic. Yeah, the IWC it's a, nerds. It's, it's a beautiful trans- transition, <laughs> professor. Right, right. Because I'm going to talk about that quickly here. Rankings over the last couple of weeks, ratings because I happen to have it here. Okay. This week, NXT finally beat AEW for one of the few times, and it's because of the holidays. 712,000 to 710,000 by only 2,000. But I'm sorry to bore you and yawn. <laughs> with the no, no, no. Not you. AEW in the 18 to 49 demographic, seventh overall. NXT 18 to 49 demo, 25th overall. AEW went from almost 900,000 the previous week down to 710 because of the pandemic. I mean, because of the holidays, SmackDown mm-hmm. two point three million, Raw one point eight. Considering the last week they were at one point six nine million, I like to throw the number the, the numbers out there. And the only demographic that the WWE consistently wins is the fifty plus demographic. Believe it or not, I think it's I think it's because and Alvarez has talked about this before. It's like people are comfortable with that product. You know, what as I mean? the, as a it's guy what they 50, know. I am the over fifty demo guy. I'm not that I, far behind you. <laughs> I don't understand how people in, in, in our demographic, and I'll say 40 plus, I don't understand how you can enjoy the WWE product. That's just me. I no. really don't see it. Like I said, you know, I know a lot of people that cover somebody that we know does a show and they primarily cover that uh, trivia in the Nugster. They primarily talk to I, yeah. I hope the Nugster, and speaking of that, and I, I hate to cut you off. That's good. Uh, I yeah. hope to, you know, we were giving our well wishes to a lot of people earlier, Gilberg and, and Jimmy Rave and the passing of Bob Ryder and, and, and certain people that have passed in, in, in our industry, even the, the great Diego Maradona uh, from uh, Soccer Star. But I'd like to give my thoughts and well wishes to the Nugster. I know he was battling some health issues and he was hospitalized yeah. for a little while. And I know that we're all pretty close in the podcast community. So I hope Mr. Trivia and the Nugster are watching to Pro Wrestle's own. And I know they're a big fan of yours. So my thoughts mm-hmm. and, and props and shout out and well wishes to the Nugster. That's right. That's coming from both of us. Nuggy, I hope you feel better and praying for you. He, uh, you know, I talked to Mike several times a week and you know, they cover primarily WWE, and then they'll talk some indie stuff, whether it be Blood, Sweat, and Tears, which is a new company. That, is that the uh, top rope report? Yes. Yep. Right? Yep. Trivia is the top rope report. The top rope report. I've been on there a couple times. You know, oh, I just wow. I was just on their 300th episode, and I, I felt gracious for letting them, uh, or for them inviting me for the 300 episodes. Yeah. That's crazy. That's wow, been going for a long time. I love them both, but they're both pencil neck geeks. Uh, I guess <laughs> You know, trivia has the brain of a dehydrated baby. You know. That. <laughs> and Mike has come on. Mike's come on here uh, a few times to help me do. Uh, you know, it's been like a last minute replacement for guys. If uh, you know, late at night after pay per views and stuff. So they a do trivia, a cover. Trivia, Mr. Trivia, salt of the earth, yeah. and he knows the business. Yeah, he does. Really good guy. Those guys are always fun to listen to, and and you know, they're entertaining. Very entertaining. A quick question, Professor. How many minutes in are we? Because we don't like to go too long. 
uh, one hour and 11 minutes. So we'll probably wrap it up shortly in the next, you know, however much. I'd like to throw this out as something because uh, it's very controversial. And I'm going to transition into this because sure. third parties and Twitch and streamers and gamers and cameos and, and people uh, supposedly for The Undertaker paid $1,000. And I've seen people have paid for that shit. A thousands. I wanted someone. That's a lot. That's I was like, man, I wanted David Ortiz. I want someone. And then I looked at the price. It was like 500 and change. I was like, I'm sorry, David. I love David Ortiz. (laughs) No way in hell is doing this because he wants every last dollar. But speaking of that, and it's not really related, but it is cameos. And I want to throw this at you because you're a historian. And this is something that I call side slammers. The 10 best or <laughs> halfway decent sports star cameos in pro wrestling. Let's hear this. We'll go through a top 10. I'm going to throw them out here. I want your comments. I've been doing a lot of research. You know that I pump out, what, two or three shows a week now on Chaos yeah. Corner? Yep. So, uh, fans, and I know where I'm And by the way, there, yeah, there will be a link in the description of this episode Please go check out Chaos Corner on YouTube. Go follow Big Daddy on Twitter as well, at Big Daddy G-O-C. And the G-O-C stands for the Guardian of Chaos. I greatly appreciate that. And don't forget to follow my boys over at the show, and that's at Mario underscore Chaos. And if you're not following them on Twitter, they're there to point you over. I don't know what the hell you're doing. They're there for content creators to put you over. So follow at Mario underscore chaos, my boys at the show. Hit me up on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Gab, on Parlor, on Rumble. I'm on all fucking social media platforms. But YouTube, we're trying to draw the guard, uh, expand Chaos Corner. I'm on two or three times a week. There's hundreds of classic uh, footage and videos of all the stars. I appreciate that, Professor. Uh, back to this top 10 list, and we'll wrap it up here. I can't thank you enough for having me on. I, oh, I want to say always. That. Here we go, and you'll remember these. I'm going to run them out. Most of them are WCW. This is the top 10, you said. You said top 10. Not in any particular order, and maybe we can quickly rank them. Okay. Saturday night's main event, the guy who uh, knocked out Mike Tyson back then, and we'll never forget Buster Douglas. (laughs) Buster Douglas. WCW at at Sturgis, Carl Malone. Bob Euchre at WrestleMania twice. Dick Butkus. William the Refrigerator Perry, both on WrestleMania 2. Who could forget Dennis Rodman at Sturgis in WCW? Yep. Obviously, the legendary Lawrence Taylor from WrestleMania. I was there. Billy Martin, that. you were there at Hartford Civic Center. We're going to talk yep. about that. Billy yeah. Martin in, in, in yep. WrestleMania 1. I remember then, him course, there, too. Yeah. We talked about uh, Buster Douglas. Mike Tyson, obviously, was at WrestleMania. And then uh, how could you forget... Pete Rose. So give me your thoughts on those guys in any particular order and what stands out to you. You said you were in Hartford for LT. I just find that that's the top 10 list of cameos. That's Is that the what you top said? 10 list of for pro cameos wrestling by stars or decent appearances. Okay. Can you think of some others? There's not many wrestling related in there. It seems like <laughs> it's just, it's well, very bizarre. Li- part of either right, they were at some, WrestleMania. Yeah. And listen, Lawrence Taylor, Dennis Rodman, Head, the Refrigerator, yep. 
Carl Malone. Yep. They all actually got in the ring and grappled. You're right. They oh, did. And Jay Leno too. Oh, that that's true. I think he uh, he um, got Hogan in an armbar. <laughs> I mean, there's other yeah. ones that were missing. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. But Rob Rob Gronkowski, and of course, we we didn't even touch on NXT Takeover that's coming up. And look, right now we can get to that before Pat you know. Pat yeah. McAfee. I'm we'll get to that next, and we'll get in that to that in the next episode uh, that we record because we definitely have a lot more. We're going to be working together a lot more, so we got way more to talk about every week. And when's War Games? Is that that's a couple weeks from now? War it's Games a week of, is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, I believe it's towards the end of end of the month. They have NXT okay. takeover, and then War War Games is NXT, and then that leads you into TLC. Right. All right. So we're definitely going to cover that prior prior to that coming. Don't forget, I've, Ring of Honor's got a pay per view coming up. Ring uh, of Honor. Um, does New Japan have something? Jingle yeah. Paul is coming up on on, on Fight Oh, TV. we'll so be we're going to do we're going to be doing a whole episode on that NAW. Well, listen, listen, Trust me. Even though right now I'm I've been fired as commissioner from NAW. Well, I've been banned. <laughs> I've been barred from ringside. I've been thrown off the fucking website. Thrown off TV. Uh, 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 I am no longer the commissioner for the North American Wrestling Alliance. I've been barred. Let's talk about that for a second. What brought that to fruition, the uh, the firing, if you will, if you don't mind? First off, you can't fire someone who resigned. That's number one. With, with all due respect to the godfather, Tony Capone, right. he was great to me for many, many, many years. He used me as a manager. He booked me for a lot of shows. I took over for Bruno San Martino, worked with Brett the Hitman Hart. Many, many legends, big shows for the Slam Jam Tour brought me back in for this resurrection of the NAWA back with a vengeance. And things creatively and contract-wise just didn't work out. Uh, I felt like I was, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to pull a shoot. I don't really, really give a fuck. I don't have any shoot with, with, with Tony. It is what it is. It's the business. And I understand that. He, he even, you know, I on social media, we're, we're, it is what it is. He made a lot of promises. He's a man of his word. He does big things. He's going to do great with the NAWA. He's got a lot of stars. He's got a lot of people helping him. But creatively, we couldn't get on the same page. Okay. Uh, Contract-wise, we couldn't get on the same page. I also believe in my heart of hearts that he wanted to maybe move on with some younger, less experienced talent. And instead of coming out and, and telling it like it is, like I do, uh, you know, he always supported me and offered me a podcast and my own show and supported me on Patrick Dino Costa, the Patrick Ryan show. So I, I can't thank him for enough and offered my own podcast uh, for an NAWA weekly, uh, but it just didn't work out contract wise, creative wise. And we had a parting of ways, no heat, no, nothing personal. It's just, business and who knows the doors are always open maybe i can come back someday as the commissioner but as of now he released me but i resigned before i was released but hey no heat here with me you know how i am it is what it is man it's the business nobody knows that right. better than i do and i'm not offended i just want people to be straightforward with me i don't care who you are what organization i've worked for in the past who i'm associated with just come to me and tell me to my face. It's okay. It's just business. Show me that you're supposed to be my brother. 
a lot of people use that term of brother in this business and my brother, and I've known you for this long and all that. And I guess maybe when it comes down to a back to back, back against the wall, it is true. But you find out when your phone stops ringing and when you're not pertinent and you're not volunteering and you're not doing something for people and, and different things like that. You, you, did we go off? We're back. I, the technical, mm-hmm. again, I tell you here at, at Chaos Corner, we're below the bowels of the earth here. So with all that being said, you find that sometimes creatively and business-wise, that's what happens. And the people that call you brother, sometimes it's it's not it's not always what it appears to be. And again, I have no heat with everybody. I love everybody. And, but I, I'm just I'm just done like it is, Professor. No, I understand that. I've seen a few things here and there pop up on the um I wish everybody success, whether it's Paradise Island, yeah. North American Wrestling Alliance, Patrick I know Bryan, you do. You know how I am. I know you do. I know, I know you very well, and I, and I know how you are. But I, I've seen some random things popping up on my Facebook feed or my Twitter about the NAWA, and it's not always positive, I'm going to be honest, but I'm going to support it either way. You know, hey, listen, some of my friends are the working there and, and, and yeah. Tony has released me, so to speak. I'm still going to yeah. be there to support. It. I'll be watching it. Yeah. Listen, that's just the business. And I understand that. But again, don't use the term brother, blow smoke up my ass, make promises. And this isn't directed at Tony or, right. or, or Dino or anybody else. Just be just do what you say you're going to do. Show me the interest. Make me feel like I'm wanted and that you want me there. That's all. Right. Simple. And there's a they got a, a big show coming up, and they keep announcing more and more talent. It's going to be a great show. I don't know about the live attendance, but the talent and how it's going to transition to fight into TV and then their weekly show. I think it's a it's a can't miss live event wise. It's going to be a disaster. I think so, and I think that that's pandemic ridden. I don't think it's Absolutely. anything to do. I don't think it has anything to do, to, with, to do yeah. with the talent or promotion yeah. because this guy is think, sinking thousands of dollars into it. And. Thousands. I'm really looking forward to it. We're obviously going to be talking to it when it happens. And speaking of which, I know we mentioned it at the top of the show, the House of Pain, future NAWA Tag Team Champions coming on the show this weekend for the second time. I'm really looking forward to that one. Those guys are, those guys are great guys. Great really guys. Am. I'm looking forward to seeing those guys. It was rumored at one time that I was actually going to manage the HOP. So I, oh, I just have nothing but luck. And we would have been a great That'd be, together. That would have been that would have been something else, I tell you, with your talent and and, and those guys. Oof. Man, I tell you. All well, right. Thank you, uh, Professor. I appreciate it. Of course. It, once again, before we get out of here, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? I'm pretty easy. I'm on all social media platforms. And again, the most active one where you can get in touch with me is at Twitter. And that's at Big Daddy G-O-C. And then, of course, on YouTube. And then my boys over at the show. And then I'm really exploding over on Parlor. You want your freedom of speech. You want to get off all these different censorship uh, sites. That's the place to go. And if I can't employ your fans, follow me. Follow all the content creators. Let's support each other and put each other over. Stay strong for your family. Strong for your country. Let's all stay together. It's the United States of America. And if you don't like it, get the fuck out. All right, everybody. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at the Rick Del Santo. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share our YouTube page, Pro Wrestle Zone Podcast. Go like our Facebook page. It's brand new. PWZ Podcast. Share the fuck out of it and invite your friends. All right, everybody. Take don't care. Don't you dare miss it. Blah.